Oh, I got his ass now. You have to be fast in the track. I hate that guy. This race can change the rest of your life. My bottle got stretched a little bit. I got a tight little butt. I'm about to light this shit up. Uh, we don't start dialing at 9.30 because our clients are already answering the phone. Three, two, one, let's fuck! All right, show 143, Houston Recap, joined by Dr. Jason Richardson. Thanks for joining us, Dr. J. Thanks for having me. I'm yeah, thanks for joining. Um, we got a lot to talk about, I feel like. This weekend, there was a lot of stuff this weekend, from the racing to other stuff, I feel like. What's the other stuff? Christoph? Yeah, yeah, we'll get into Which yeah, stems we'll from talk. the racing? Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, get, we'll, we'll get into all that. We'll Sorry, I don't want to jump in um, too soon. It was a good week, good weekend of racing in Houston. For me, the track looked pretty good, and I think um, it was a, a good race for the elites. I will say, James, I in, the, in Terry's bold predictions on Coffee Chatter, I forgot that there was already a pro season opener. I knew about West Palm, but I just, at the time, I was thinking, yeah, this is the first one, because the last one happened two months ago. It's fair. I mean, so it, was, it can be the first one because it was off the Supercross Hill. First one off the big hill. We'll just claim that somehow. Somehow just tie that in a little bit, claim it. What well, it is. So, so back in the day, well, it depends well, you already, how far you already, back. You already hit us with a back in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, back in the day. So, well, I guess nine, we'll go 90s, but the season opener used to be Reno. Yep. But, the coming, dollars, but, the, com, but the coming out party was Phoenix. Mm. Right. Because you would have Reno and then some other indoor place and maybe some other indoor place. And then Reno was like, okay, outdoor season. We actually get to open it up a little bit. So that yeah. was kind of like the, that was the opener opener. Yeah. And if and you didn't even, have it together by Phoenix, it was going to be a rough season. Even, <laughs> even when I first turned pro, even when I first turned pro, we'd race Reno and then Guthrie. Yeah. Guthrie. That's yeah, right. yeah. 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 Where's Guthrie? Is that Oklahoma? Oklahoma, it's, yeah. Oklahoma. it's like okay. it's like north of Oklahoma. It's like yeah, outside Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, State. and then you drive yeah. like an hour and a half or so. Yeah, so yeah, cool. it'd be like Reno two weeks, Guthrie, then like Phoenix, Oldmark kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Some yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I broke yeah. my leg in Guthrie. Oh really? Mm-hmm. That sounds- oh, that's a quick that's a quick turnaround. That's a long season, beginning of January to end of November. That's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, That's kind of why I feel like this is a good season open, though. I mean, we had that first one. It was pretty soon after the Grands. It seemed like a lot of people were kind of mid-stages, kind of getting into the season. Some people weren't fully into it. This one, it feels like everybody came to party. That's what it felt like to me. Everyone came to play. ProGate Europe. Winning starts the great gate. I mean, we know that. ProGate's literally the only gate out there. Um, Simon Marquardt, great starter. Phenomenal gate in a ProGate Europe this week in, in Houston on day one. And he won himself a little USA BMX, a uh, little, little check to take to the bank, all because of a ProGate Europe. Not because of the training, because of the ProGate Europe. The training had nothing to do with it. It was all the ProGate Europe, okay? You need a great start, you're going to use a ProGate Europe. You, so you see that facility in, in Houston, a brand new facility. They didn't go out and just try to make their own rinky-dink gate, okay? They bought the top of the line. What's the top of the line? The only gate in BMX, ProGate Europe. Both hills. Let me tell you, both hills had a pro get Europe. So 
you want to be like Simon, have big-ass quads like him, if you want to get a great gate, you know where to go. Burger Europe, baby. I think we should start this off by, by um, I saw Jay Rich's comment on uh, Coffee Chatter, and we do definitely need to scrap B-Main podiums. Those should have never been a thing. I will say on the record, B-Main podiums should never be a thing. They need to be scrapped instantly. Yep. Yeah, so so I like the B main. Yes, I like I like the B main in that it gives you another lap. It gives the fans um, and you, the person trying to showcase your sponsors, another lap. A bit of redemption, redemption. But I like I like the B main because it it well if they do points for it, um, it sort it can sort that out, right? So instead of having two people tied with ninth place points and then tenth place points, then eleventh place points. Um, it's kind of kind of ridiculous. I don't know. Do they do that in UCI, or they just go by transponder times? I know they go by times for placing, but do they get? But do you get same semi points? Oh, semi points. I'm trying to remember. I uh, don't think so. I think I think it's just off that you're placing. Like if you get nine. Yeah. So off, okay. Yeah. Well, that but that makes sense. They have times, but you you know how that goes. You could have a fast semi and a slow semi and be kind yeah, of screwed yeah. in a way. Mm-hmm. But um. But I, I just don't know how you can celebrate ninth, tenth, and eleventh, and then the people who got fourth through eighth are just you know, there's no box for them, there's no pictures yeah. for them, there's no you know bike on the box for them, and yeah. it's like what are you celebrating here? Like you didn't make the main. I mean, it is a main, but it is not the main. It's the B yeah. main. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I don't get the I don't get the I don't get why there's a podium for that. I feel like that's kind of like a – it kind of almost feels everyone gets a trophy-ish. The yeah. podium for it. Yeah. Like the B-Main's like, hey, I'm glad I got to redeem it. But it's like it's one of those mm-hmm. deals where you just put your head down and come back the next day. There's yes. no need to celebrate. There's no need to celebrate the B-Main. It, yeah. It's like it's like, it's like like the um, it's like the, the X-Pro going back to the local track and just like snapping on fools <laughs> and feeling like they're handling it. Like, eh, you know, I don't know that like 32 year old dad who's like, you know, two years into the sport, <laughs> you know, I don't know that that's a big celebration. Yeah. So, James, so. what, James, what do you think? Cause like I'm, I'm on, I agree with Jay Rich. Like I'm good with the B mains in general, like have the B main, whatever it's, you know, it's another lap and why not? But there's no reason that nine, 10, 11 should be celebrated when, the guys get fourth, fifth, sixth, had a really good day of racing and just don't get as much publicity as the guy who got 11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of yeah, feel like I'd rather see, I'd rather see all eight with three on the podium. Yeah. Ver, you know what I mean? Like kind of how they yeah, do yeah. the amateurs at the UCI. Yeah. Or like um, they do with like mountain bike stuff. They do like a five man, which is weird. Yeah, that one kills they do two, big one. five. That's really yeah. weird. That's, yeah, that's really weird. weird. Yeah. yeah, that's. Yeah. But I get it. I get it. I mean, because it's super difficult, right? The talent's super duper deep and. Um, especially at the bigger races, like in downhill. I mean, you get top, you're top 30 in downhill. You are good. I mean, really, yeah. really exceptionally good. You make, you know, you're top 16 at a world cup. You're really good, but you didn't make the main and you'd be damned if you get, get on the podium for not making the main. Yeah. So, and even the same with here. I mean, this was kind of like a, I don't want to say world cup light, almost heavy. I mean, who was really missing? As a warm up, yeah. I think we said before. Is it warm up? Yeah, workout? yeah. So, I, I I say no podiums for the B main. There we go. I think I think the general consensus is it's like the B main has been 
accepted somewhat. It's okay. People are kind of okay with it. But the whole podium thing has been the one problem. And last year, I believe they were doing the answer hole shot for the B-Man podium. Yeah, that one killed the, me too. That was part of the problem is they had a reason to do the podium because they had to, they had the answer hole shot work, so they had to do it. Like it was probably a contractable thing. So now they don't have that, which is, I think, the right thing, but they're still doing the podium. So that's where it's like, okay, what are we doing? Something so that's good for, I mean, yeah. I'm glad people are throwing money at the riding and the racing and the, and the, the uh, riders. But again, how, how are you going to, how, how is ninth place going to make more than eighth place? I'd love to know if it that's, is. Yeah, because, that's bad. That's yeah. not, not good. Because before you would, because of the whole shot award, like because well, of the that, but that's my point. It's but like that's what I'm saying. Now there is no 250 whole shot. It doesn't look like yeah. there's nobody who's holding that. No, so I'd love and there to should not be. Numbers are now. Yeah, yeah. It's. I'm sure it's not more now without the whole shot award. Like it wouldn't yeah. be more than eight. No, now, but I mean, it, it's still like if you were to win the B main, you still get more publicity for your sponsor stuff than the dude who got. That's fifth. great. That's great. No, it shouldn't be though. What I'm saying is like you shouldn't stand on the podium for oh, publicity wise from the podium. Publici I thought you meant like yeah, yeah, yeah. going around the track. No, no, from the podium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's whack. Um, and it's super confusing. It's super confusing, and I and I can say that because um, even because the people there. I mean, so there's you know you have elite, you have U23, and I'm then there's something yeah. else. Yeah, yeah and then there's something the else. And then, so the B main, so they just, a lot of people just see that as a pro lap. It's like, oh, good job. You won today. It's like, eh, got nice. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, that used to happen in like pro open and stuff like that. Um, back in the day, pro open used to be, um, used to be last. They kind of, well, wait, no, they, they moved it to last, but it used to be in between for anyways, they, it's been in a couple different places, but now it's gone. But um yeah, it was just confusion as to who won. So someone would see that one lap. It's like, oh, you won today. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that needs to be scrapped. Um, but besides that, like track-wise, I thought the track made for some good racing. Yeah, I think so. Even in both sides, actually. Uh, I mean, I should say both sides, both hills. Um, and it was pretty funny. I actually had to double take because I didn't realize they were on the five middle meter hill you know at first. What? I like, actually looked again. I was like, oh, wait, they went down the small hill because it actually, actually looks pretty big. Yeah, like I was watching it live. But then when I watched um, the replay just on 15 BMX or USA BMX, or I can't remember who, who posted it. I like, didn't realize they were on the five meter because the, the way the camera was kind of just on the hill, it looked kind of mm -hmm. the same. It looked big, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but how about lane one? My goodness. I mean – I saw so many people very much ahead on like from lane five or lane six or lane eight, but then lane one was like, Oh, I got plenty of room. I mean, there was still a lot of passing and stuff there, which I think mm -hmm. we mentioned that in the coffee chatter Instagram, that the turns actually allowed for, for good mm -hmm. to make moves, which was cool. I was, I was surprised about the turn part because I think it, like a lot of people I've heard and I'm, I believe it, that they're not built very well. Like the first turn looks really awkward. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people sliding out randomly. I don't know if that's just from the actual coding on it or what, um, but they just look, they're bumpy. They're, they're really long. So it looks awkward. But then I saw Nick make a post about it too. And he's like, the awkward turns actually made for a lot of passing because, you know, you had to take a really, let's yeah. say, 
like conservative line if you were in first and it left doors open in some places. So that actually kind of surprised me. I didn't really think about that part because in my head, I was like, oh, shitty turns like just makes for a shitty lap. But that could have been part of it that made for some exciting racing that we had. Well, anytime you have to check up in a race, it makes for pretty good racing because, yeah, mm-hmm. because of that reason, you have to check up. So, you know, Ren Carell, like he whole shot it and Nick passed him down the last straight. Was that yeah. what I saw? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he kind of, you know, not knowing someone's behind you, not knowing exactly where, knowing you're getting hunted down, like riding defensively, but at the same time, you know, I don't think Renkrell did anything wrong, but Nick was able to kind of just read that and take advantage of it. So and I saw yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff happening, which was cool. Yeah. And like, I can't say because I haven't wrote it, but from like a spectator perspective, the turns made for some really good racing. Like yeah. there was a lot of moves in the first turn, a lot of different lines too. Like guys were yeah. going up the inside or kind of carving through or cutting yeah. down. And there was a lot of space coming out of the turn. There's like four dudes coming out pretty close, which is cool. So the turns are good then. It's just the quality of the turn. May not yeah, be and we probably like, like I said, I haven't rode it, but as riders, it probably wouldn't be super fun to ride those turns if they're like that. But it makes for good racing. Yeah, it's like those invisible. It's like they're invisible bumps because it's so black with the asphalt. They have like the coating on top of it, mm. which makes it a little bit slippery. And then all the bumps is like you can't really see them, so you're constantly riding just like a little tense. And you can see the guys who are kind of riding that inside line, trying to find somewhere to carve. They're not really carving. They're just kind of like being super tentative, and it's like. I think it sucks. Like it looks bad, but you're right. I mean, people were going everywhere because those guys on the inside were kind of stuck. Like, although they were able to hold shot pretty easily with all that like room on the inside, they were kind of forced to play it pretty safe in that first turn. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it looked like they were pussyfooting through the corners, though. Have you yeah, ridden that track, so. James? I have. Yeah, yeah. I thought. Yeah, so you know it. So you know it. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't ridden it, but. To me, that's it. I mean, I thought the racing looked good. Um, even even with, I mean, it, man, it got super windy, right? Apparently. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. It was day two especially. So. Yeah, which is why they got on, which why they went on the small hill, right? Mm-hmm. But so they handled it pretty well. Like, I mean, I don't know if it was head tail. I, I, it was hard to tell from the flags. I mean, there's a lot of guys were still trying to jump into the first turn, it seemed like. So I'm thinking it was might have been head tail, but seems weird if it was that they would have gone off the small hill but they made it work they made it, it work. must yeah. have been it must have been really windy for them not to race on the supercross yeah right um but for me like especially i mean the racing on saturday on friday was really good but off the five meter like i didn't think it was any different off than off the supercross hill in no. terms of just quality of a lap to watch agreed agreed if anything, it was a little more exciting because, like, that first straight, it seemed more raceable for sure. Like you were mentioning, Jared, like that yeah. is supercross when it's two jumps like that into the first turn. And it is, it's turning so much to the right. Like, it's, you're not going straight into the turn. It feels like it just feels like the guys yeah. straight out and play, they'll follow the leader. Hey, what is the deal with, like, it is the first straight, not the first bent yeah. or the first dog leg? Yeah. But what, what is the deal with those, with those straightaways? That kills me. It's it's kind of frustrating because it's like yeah well not frustrating but like it, it is way more exciting way more fun to have first of all three jump first straight but at least one that's long enough where it's like it is a drag race down the first straight to see if you can get to the turn not okay yeah. let's just kind of get out yeah and pile in yeah but maybe I mean I guess if you could argue that if it's a race where you qualify for lane choice and pick that's just part of racecraft 
and you just incorporate that into the weekend. But um, but it sure stinks for 17x. Yeah. <laughs> you just rock up and <laughs> I guess I have lane six. I got you know yeah. a lot further to go. Anyways. Yeah, for me, like the first straight off the amateur hill was cool. Like I liked that the second jump too. The table, t- yeah. I, it was simple jump, but it, like I think it added something. Yeah. Yeah. Who, and, um, uh, go ahead, James. I was going to say, who kind of stood out to you guys in the weekend? Who kind of, kind of caught your eye? Well, I mean, obviously, Neek did. Um, his first rates were good, but like if you watch him on the race in the main on Saturday, he just rode really smart and just played to his strengths. Like he didn't, he never looks flustered on the track. He always looks, um, calm and controlled composed. so you could looks really composed you could tell in the first turn just kind of waited for something to open up took his line uh, i think he passed who was a corbin and corbin down the second straight um mm-hmm. and then um jumped into the second turn and obviously chased rankerell down but he just did a really good job of holding like a good overall average speed around the track he never really made a mistake and um so i think he was impressive just from a pure racing standpoint he raced really smart yeah, and he did win to the back side of the tabletop or the front side of the step up into the first corner. <laughs> so, so he kind of went like four, fourth, or he went from first to fourth to first again. Yeah. <laughs> um, that yeah, James. I, for, I thought that his whole race there was really good. I mean, that was a clean lap from him. Just finding the openings, riding the straight quick, and just like keeping his speed the entire time. He kind of played. He played to. Kind of Renkrell's like little bobble he had in the rhythm section. Renkrell was trying to, you know, block his line going low and just played it really smart, just held the speed around the turn and just kind of flew by him in the last straight. Um, but the two guys, like, I think that's kind of stood out to me were Sylvan Isaac. I mean, Sylvan we talked about yeah. all the time, but I thought Isaac, those two were like inseparable. I saw Sylvan's post later talking about how they raced each other a certain amount of times and they were always like very close to each other the whole time, but they rode very similarly, similarly where they weren't always whole shotting, but they were always in the front pack going through the first turn and finding a way to that front pack where they were able to make moves and battle for that podium. So those those two guys were like on my radar the whole time. Yeah, I thought I, I was I would pick Isaac too as well as far as a standout. Yeah. Just up there, consistent, solid. You know, yeah. it, almost like he's, you know, like a seven-year vet or something crazy like yeah that. but i was gonna say he rode like a veteran he really did yeah mm-hmm. yeah he rode like he just knew how to get on the podium each day mm-hmm. yeah. well that is a skill totally sure. um sure. the 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 a main podium <laughs> <laughs> um it looked like from the video too in the sec on the main on saturday it looked like the second half of the rhythm section ring is getting a little flustered because he started making a few mistakes pumped two rollers, mantled into the corner, and he got kind of caught in no man's line because he entered on the far inside and tried his best to make the corner, but he lost a lot of speed. Like, going in, he just kind of screwed at that point. Like, honestly, he's kind of a sitting duck at that point. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, sometimes sometimes you're going a direction, <laughs> and it's, 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 it seems like it's easier to change that direction, but really, it's like you're kind of stuck with it. <laughs> yep. and you, you just you just you know you're just living with it in that moment so yeah kind of just like he's like oh shit here he comes uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, i'm gonna pay yeah. for that later uh, yeah. uh tough rhythm section you uh, lose the speed at the end because it kind of goes a little bit like an uphill with that step double into the turn like you're yeah. not carrying a lot of speed to begin with into that turn so 
if you're losing speed into that and you have to basically stop, reaccelerate out of the turn, your legs are gassed. Absolutely yeah. gassed. You had nothing in the tank. It looked like he was just like, he was fighting for that to get there. I like the track too, because it's, I mean, it's a super cross track, but it's kind of got like a normal third and fourth, but it's still tech on the third straight. I like that. I don't just, I don't necessarily love when we just jump through everything on the third straight or when you guys, I should say, jump oh. through everything on the third straight. I like it a bit I, more when you, when you can manual stuff. I like, I, I haven't ridden the track, but looking at it, it looks so, and the racing's good. I did, and it's windy there, but. I feel like the jumps on the second straight could be stretched just, just a bit, the, the mm. first couple. Um, and the one thing that was just kind of tripping me out were the safety cases. Yeah. Like the safety case landings, which, um, I mean, actually it was good because it is windy there. Like, so I saw some people setting their back wheel on top of them, you know, women and, and men um, in different classes. But, but those are the only thing, two things that kind of tripped me out. But those are like super nitpicky things, super duper nitpicky things. Yeah, the jumps kind of look very sharp edged like the the whole second straight like it's not super flowy for the most part it looks pretty sharp edged the first one and then yeah the second one does like it's pretty long and in both classes they were all kind of doing a little safety tag and one yeah, I mean, yeah I, when it has that table yeah, they be flipped kind of do that yeah but it's it's kind of weird how that it could have been it feels like the straight could have been longer it could have been different it could have yeah. had more of a three jump aspect to it but just feels like it's shortened with that little step up and then just kind of do back and back. Now, I, I should know this, but leading the first double, the first double out of the first turn men's men's side, is is that it? There's no like roller before it or anything like that? Just rock up to it? It's, uh, you come out of the first turn, there's that little step up, like a little step up for oh, the, okay. men and women. the same thing goes all the way across and then you okay, have across. straight jump. Yeah. I okay. feel like that's a very USA BMX thing to have a setup jump before pro sections. Like you don't see it that often at, like international or world cup tracks that's true you're right like i think it's a very usa bmx setup jump thing to have like a roller or like a, a, like a or preset a pre something yeah. yeah but like most of the other ones you just all right boom 40 foot double <laughs> that's, that's fine double. <laughs> hey hey another issue another issue um and by the way, it's not it's not like a challenge issue. I actually think because it's 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 just time and they can and they're ready. I think the men and the women should ride the same track now. Like in Tokyo. Like the whole thing. Well I'm gonna have to agree. I think the challenge the challenge <laughs> really? with that is like well the challenge with that, Jay, is like how do you the problem is you, there's like how do you eight challenge? women who could do it and then the rest can't Yeah, can't, but that's the or? thing. Like how do you how do you challenge the men and women if they're running the exact same straightaway on a second straight? Well, in downhill the men and women ride the same track. Yeah, but I know. Bit, they're going for yeah, speed. It's different. Like, I get it. Clock racing. But my yeah. point is like we, I just, the guys I mean the women are really different. good. The women are really good. It definitely totally. World Cup level. And it's like, totally. they can do it. Um, the challenge might be different, right? The challenge might be, you know, <laughs> keeping it down for the men and the challenge might be, you know, lifting it up for the women. But I, I don't know. I just, I think it's like, we're kind of getting close there. Yeah. I, the, I, think I mean, it, I'll just say there's a I mean, lot of Maybe not everywhere, it, but, but definitely a flu, a few places. But like, honestly for that to work i think just the reality of our sport the pro sections would have to be a lot smaller than for the guys which isn't great no that's not great yeah i mean but, but what do you think james 
I have a hard time because I, I do want to see the women be able to showcase the skills that the, the whole class is raised. Like there's so much, their, their skills are so much higher than they were 20 years ago. Like that's the common theme. I think even six women. years ago. Yeah, yeah eight years ago. even six years ago too. And I think that's awesome. And I think in Tokyo, they tried to provide that with a big third straight for them, which I just think was the wrong straight for them to have those bigger jumps. I just think we're still going way too different of speeds like out of the first turn. Um, for them yeah. to, to race our straight, it would need to be really small for us. And if it was the, what we needed to be, what we expected to be, I think it would just it'd be lucky if one of them got through it. So I still think it needs to be yeah. separated, but I like when they try to challenge the women more to showcase those skills that they do have. Yeah. And with that said, like, for instance, like Paris is third straight. It was technical for the guys and work for the women. Like something like that is, is cool. Like, I don't yeah. think you really need, you don't need two, two third straights, I think. Yeah. No, no. How about this? How about lips on casters? That you move. Right. Kind of freestyle Moto XE, but hear me out. One, um, if it's windy, you can still take the same straight away. <laughs> and two, um, it's less track to build. And three, you could adjust it for the women for distance. It's interesting. That's an idea. Yeah, it's that's. It I like throwing that that out there. It's hmm. interesting. I mean, we've. I think. I mean, and I love riding on dirt, by the way. So it's yeah, not right. like I'm advocating a street course, but I, you know, I just. I would I think, say then that kind of that kind of changes yeah. the sport then because then the lips will be like, how do you make it? How do you Dude, make it like changes good. the sport? Because the hill is like so natural. <laughs> right? There's there's no, I, 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 I mean, what you're saying. <laughs> if you had a if you had a let's say, we're just gonna call it a metal ramp, okay, just a metal wooden ramp. The positive from it is no matter where you hit the jump, it's all gonna be the same. That's the new school positive. I mean, all, all we want is like everything to be perfectly symmetrical, look nice, whatever. Bad thing is I think it's when have we ever it hasn't yet been built there like a metal ramp, metal lip that works for racing. They tried that one time in Manchester, which I would say is a long time ago now. So they yeah, things and I feel like they've worked awesome. out ramp tech for you know from a takeoff standpoint. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. But um, anyways, that's yeah, it. That's an idea. It's <laughs> an idea. What what do we think of um, so what do we think of the eight meter versus the five meter hill? If you had to pick for like for instance, pro racing in Houston. I'm, in Houston I'm five. specifically. Yeah, yeah, sure. And Houston specifically, I would say I enjoyed the five meter because the free jump first rate seemed like there was more battling going on. Yeah. Yeah. Five. Yeah. UT? Okay, my sound went out. <laughs> Can you hear us now? T, T just asking questions, not even listening. No. Well, wait till you get it back on, T. You can figure it out. It's part of the janky podcast show we got going on right now. My headphones are out. We're back. What'd you say? <laughs> we enjoyed the five meter hill uh, from yes. Houston specifically. I mean, with the three jump first trade that it has, the way it worked out, I thought it, I thought the racing was great off that. So I wasn't disappointed by that at all. Oh, uh, you know, my favorite um, supercross track is Louisville. Just kidding. Not at all. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> that one, that, that supercross still doesn't, I don't, that one doesn't work. They bastardized that track. Anyways, um, yeah, I thought the five meter, meter hill made for good racing. Three jumps in the first straightaway. So was, there was actually a lot of action in, because of that. 
mm-hmm. pedally action, but it was good. But it was like even different different ways to go into the first corner too. Some people were were um, taking it to the sky, and some weren't. It got a, that first that jump into the turn, and if you're not jumping it like off the supercross or off the five meter, or whatever, it's a big hit. It was hairy. Like it's kind of cool you though. Do. You like, like it's kind of cool, cool like to like have to jump to like have to jump something like that. I don't know. It's cool. I think Dude, that's jump is awesome, but like there was no other line. Like, like what do, what do the women do? Just pump pump. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's well, just like, I mean, it is USA BMX. That's the the the, the pump <laughs> pump. The pump pump is like always going to be there. It's always an option. I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool. Like you had to jump it, really. Yeah. I thought it was. Yeah, like, Billy, Billy Griggs. Billy Griggs took something. it to the sky on that in like fifty. He's fifty-two or something. Boosted it. I remember at the Worlds, they used to have jumps where, like, you kind of had to jump on the first straight to go faster off an M hill, and it made it tough. Hmm. What Worlds? 2007 was for amateurs. It was tough. That okay, big, say, that like, first straight. okay. Say, like, like Victoria 2007. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, something like that. Like, I feel like Worlds tracks used to be a bit more like that off the amateur hill where the first, like, there was a jump on the first straight that was tough to jump. That I, was I a that's great cool. track. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that concept. I'd agree. Yeah. yeah, no, I'd agree. I thought you could tell this one was awkward for the, the, the pros when they was getting windy and they weren't really sure what to do. When you, you see someone like Corbin get a little squirrely, like Mr. Mr. Butter Smooth everywhere, when you see him get a little squirrely, like, okay, some things, this, this is a toughie for them if they're not jumping it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I was watching the replay of the main on Saturday, I just kept watching Corbin's first straight over and over again. Like my eyes would just automatically watch him. He's just so fun. He was just so fun to watch on the first straight. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I just kept watching him over and over. Yeah. Um, should we, should we get into Christoph's post? Yeah. Uh, we, we can do that before we, we get to the women. Yeah. Houston. Yeah. Oh, should we, should we talk women first? Let's talk well, women I think Christoph was kind of, it was kind of focused at the men's field. I would, yeah, I would yeah. say maybe so, both. So women, okay. yeah. So women, well, actually, well, yeah. So women, we have, we have some women holding it down on the USA front. For, actually, they're holding the flag, really. Um, you know, Stancil and Post, even though they weren't there. Or sorry, Willoughby, excuse me, bad habit. Um, Peyton, right now, I mean, we have some, and then a lot of, a lot of women coming through the ranks that are getting can get in the main internationally. Okay, yeah. So I'll read Christoph's Levesque's post here for people who might not have seen it. So people, you know, we have some context for people who don't know what we're talking about. So he said, this was, I believe, on, I want to say after Friday's main, he said, how can do you do I it with say- accent? <laughs> how do I say that with my own word? What the F happened? Nothing new, but I know that was coming 10 years ago. It is just insane to see one single U.S. rider making the main yesterday. Talking about elite men. How did the U.S. reach that point? 15, 20 years ago, it was not that easy at all for one foreign guy to make the main. It is just sad to see that and see that no one is really coming up anytime soon. And then he went on to say, USA BMX and USA Cycling need to freaking put something together. And if not, <laughs> your, US, your U.S. elite class riders will continue to get smoke on your own land with a sport that was born. Where again? This is just ridiculous, but unfortunately, I'm not surprised. He just went off. <laughs> and then just went no, back just, to the beach. And then just, went back. Yeah. I was going to say, just from the clouds, just no fucks given, went for it, and then just peaced. 
Um, um, yeah, quite a bit to unpack there, but what do you think, Jay? Um, it, it's super unfortunate as a guy who's raced in a USA jersey, you know, and it was a source of pride for us, I think, to be able to go pretty much anywhere in the world and be like, okay, we're the standard. And you could send almost any American, almost anywhere, and we were getting in the main. Mm-hmm. You know, um, granted, <laughs> funding sources were different, right? The industry was here. Um, and so, and there was, it was kind of pre-Federation, pre-Olympic stuff. So, so it makes, it made sense that, and we were, we were already riding year round and racing much more and X, Y, Z, one, two, three. And then the, since the Olympic birth, no pun, um, yeah, it seems like the funding shifted. And unfortunately, uh, it seems like some of the funding kind of um, I don't want to say gets in the way of, but competes with spot like industry funding, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so these countries got their act together, <laughs> and they're they were like they were already ready to go from a funding standpoint, and at least some kind of programmatic standpoint, whether it was right or wrong. But basically, they could take the electrician and the carpenter, who was a you know for nine months out of the year, and say, hey, how about we give you some money to race BMX year round, right? And a place to stay or whatever it might be. And then, you know, here in the U S man, like, yeah, a lot of guys aged out and then, um, you know, we, I don't, there's been a several iterations of USA BMX. I'm sorry, USA cycling. Um, there's been a couple iterations of the iterations of, of that Olympic program, but it, it, you really don't get to the program Oof, until it's you're kind of already on it. I know that sounds weird, but yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. it's not like you're just you're you're you know it's not like there's a like when you see the Dutch Army roll up. It's not like there's ten people and then everyone is already kind of taken care of and they know they're competing for like the last three slots or whatever. There's you know it's like kind of a a weird scramble to get into that. I don't even know what it takes anymore to get into that kind of funding thing, and then it's kind of changed with a junior development, but then you know, and then there's a podium program, but then, you know what I mean? So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just not clean. Yeah, um, I agree. It's not clean. And I and think also a, like, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was, I was just gonna say, I think also like in the U S because there's always been such like a huge, like pool of really good riders that there hasn't needed to be a whole lot of structure in the past. Like you throw 50 plates of spaghetti against the wall, a few are going to stick. Like a few are yeah. just going to be really good just because there's so many really good riders, but I think now the other countries have really caught up in in um, in, uh, in level for sure. Like there's a lot of if you look at the two top countries, France and Holland. They have really good structure, but they have really good structure not even just with their national team, but like at their local clubs. And they have good good coaches kind of throughout those countries who can help um, develop riders from a young age. And I think the the focus is a bit more on skill development and. Um, learning how to ride really well. Whereas I think in North America, because Canada's, you know, pretty similar in that is like you go to your local gate practice and just kind of figure it out, try and go fast and go to the race. There's not like a whole, there's not like a whole lot of structure still. Um, and so I think the cultures are a bit different. And I think, yeah, over time, like you see it now within the last 10 years, there's just more 
French and Dutch guys coming up that are really good and groomed for success in the sport now. Yeah. The other thing too is, um, you know, I think in the, I think in the other countries, there is, that is the top is, you know, Olympic level, I would say. And I think here in the U S because you, you have USA BMX. Um, and I don't, I'm not saying this to disparage anyone. I really am not. But I think you you have a lot of people who are totally cool with, and I mean totally cool as in like they're happy with it and that's fine with being the, you know, the, the, the best 17 to 20 expert or whatever. Like it doesn't even, mm-hmm. even make that turn into pro and and kind of, you know, not see that much sponsorship and then, probably have to lose your sponsor or you know what I mean? You're not going to be valuable on the team sheet. And, and then you got to go to these countries and ride these crazy tracks and eat this weird food. And like, it's all of that, right? Like there's still, there's still a lot of, you know, I, I'm going to take a lot of flack for saying this, but like for as much, there's still like even some of the stuff that makes America great, like kind of shoots us in the butt with some of this stuff. <laughs> Cause like you can, uh-huh. you can ride a USA BMX track a whole season without jumping yeah you know like you just can and by the way why should you you're, you're traveling around you're having your buddies you're maybe getting a free bike from this person or you're you're on a cool team and and that's awesome like you know and they they you know it's it's pretty clear that um you know after corbin and connor um tyler and barry no one's making money <laughs> right so mm-hmm. it's like, well, let's, you know, so, so the incentive, right. It's all, it's like incentives are huge. And so mm-hmm. there's, there's not much incentive to really, to really go for it. Um, and you can get rewarded handsomely as the 12 X. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just, just, that's just the yeah. truth of it. Yeah. What do you think, Palm Daddy? I think it's, um, Man, I think there are just so many different avenues you could, you could um, put this against, like put this up to. Like when I first saw it and first read it, that whole post, my first instinct, my first initial thought was kind of like, I thought it was a little harsh. I mean, you look at Cam Wood, I think he's a youngster coming up who's been great. I think you look at Cam yeah. Larson, Jeremy Smith. Like I think there are a bunch of these U.S. guys who have done great. Um, and it kind of sucks to me. I feel like he's just kind of putting them down. And But have they done great? I mean, Jimmy, no, I mean, I mean I, look, I, I respect all of those guys and they're way better riders than I ever could be, but they, I mean, but at the same time, it's like, you know, Cam, he won Phoenix, which is legit. You know, he's got the speed he can get in the mains. I'm wood. I'm talking about Larson. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's kind of been at it for a few years now and he's had some injuries, but um, you know, um, Smith, I mean, geez, he's just like scratching, 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 but it's like, but, but when it comes down to like who's getting in the main, you know, I, it's not happening, right? And so, and and I think that that's the issue. It's like they've done great. It's like no, they haven't. You know, and and I'd be saying that against myself too. Like I, if I didn't, if I'm traveling the world and not making the main, I'm not doing great. <laughs> I'm just not in our sport, right? So, in our so sport. To me, we've, we've grown up in different worlds completely. Then because yeah. the amount of people I see in our sport right now that I compete with where I'm not always competing with David Graff from front. Maybe I'm a little bit for like mid or more mid pack. 
I consider these guys great riders. I consider them. They successful. are great riders. Yeah, they are so great I, riders. I understand they maybe didn't do, the main, but, to, but I consider them to be great. They are great riders. Mm-hmm. But you don't need to. But but being a big great rider and racing great are two different things. I think Jeremy Smith has been racing great the past couple of years. I mean, maybe he hasn't won a race, but he's been making. He has been. been he's really been. Quick. He is a great rider, but I'm. But his results don't match how good he is. Is what I'm saying. And at think, the end of the day, so so Kristoff, right, who like literally went to every single race, like expecting to win, like racing to actually win the whole thing, every race, right? And and then probably like 20 of us, I didn't even go through my whole career like that, candidly, but I went through a lot of years like that, like grumpy with like fourth and double A. Grumpy, like I got, I got, I could tell you how many worlds I blew. I'd go home, people were like, "How was the race?" I was like, "God oh, sucked." Like, dude, I heard you were winning. I was like, "I didn't win it," you know. Like, but I, and so, and I think there's a piece of that. Like, we can learn a lot from you, obviously, but I think there's a piece of that where Kristoff's kind of tapping into, like that, you know. Jordan has spoken, is what I'm saying. Right. Like at the end of the day, Jordan's like, this is not how this is supposed to be done. Where is America? And, and, he, and, and I think it's not like, look, as deep as the talent pool is, I'm not saying like, I don't even think he's saying like, hey, there needs to be seven guys or six guys from the gate, but definitely like three out of eight in the main, you know, and then maybe even like shuffle a few different of the three throughout the weekend. But it's, you know. It's, uh, yeah, anyway, so it's, it's just a, I think it's a different, you know, like when I work with, with people and not just in mountain bike, not just in BMX, but there's like this mentality of like, oh, you know, of progression. And I get that. I totally understand progression and I totally understand like the training and how scientific it's become. At the same time though, it's almost like a lot of these riders are waiting to get the result to validate how good they are. And it just doesn't work that way. Like it's not a one-to-one ratio just because you did the work and just because you checked the box doesn't guarantee anything. Like at the end that, and that's when you, that's when you want to have the sharp teeth. Like if you look at a lot of old laps, right. And as great as you guys are, and I'm saying you guys like younger than me, like there, there's nothing I can do on my bike that even comes close to what you guys can do. But there was one thing we all did and that was race it. (laughs) And that was like, how many times can I get around this track fourth or better? Right. And that that's the game period. And so it doesn't have to be a pretty lap. It just has to get you to the next round. And I think, I think, you know, candidly, if I'm looking at the whole landscape, I'm thinking there's quite a few people whose teeth aren't sharp enough and I'm not naming names, but I think it's kind of, a bit of a generational thing. I think the incentive, I mean, there's a bunch of things and I wouldn't even blame USA BMX or USA cycling. I think there's so many things contributing to that. Um, and, you know, yeah, the Americans have work to do. So, the, you know, my question would just be like, who's who's up for that? You know, are, are we up for that? I think we are and it's unfortunate, but I don't think he was too rough on anyone. I think I think, you know, the other side that we're not, considering is he's a businessman too man he has like mm-hmm. one of the most successful bmx companies like he's probably is the most successful bmx company right and it's like 
he knows the value of having an American from yeah. America in the sport, right? Because that really does still drive a lot of things. Yeah. And so, and so there's also that piece. It's like, you know, and by the way, he sponsored the best guy. He could, but my point is like, so there's, there's that as well. I mean, you think about who they invested in. They invested in Barry, Nobles, Vet Pro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. American kills it on social, you know, but, but like that's, they didn't, they didn't pick a, well, they didn't pluck Jeremy Smith off DK. They didn't, you know, find, you know, some up and comer. They didn't go after, what was the name? The young guy, Cade Edwards. I think there's no reason why they, like the U.S. shouldn't have, um, or be one of the best countries in BMX. Like I still would certainly consider the U.S. one of the top countries in the sport. There's so many good riders. Like there's so many good amateurs coming up. Look at like Cedric yeah. Cade, how good that kid is. Like there's so yeah. many Cedric good riders. Cedric Cade, like, that's right. Sorry, Cade. There's, there's, I'm sorry. there's no, Cade, there's yeah. no reason, there's no reason why the U.S. couldn't have tons of like, or won't. There's no reason they won't have ton, tons of top pros coming up. There's no reason there shouldn't. Yeah. There shouldn't be any reason why not. And it's it could be cyclical too, but it's. I think it's that's part around. of it. I think that is also part of it. And I was thinking, I mean, that I think the tracks do make a difference because Canada is the same. Like North America, generally, our tracks are pretty basic and kind of boring compared to Europe. And like I always grew up on more of an American style track. Like my local tracks are just more American style. Um, mm -hmm. I think it does make a difference for sure, but it's also not the end all be all, I think, either. Because like me, Connor Corbin, we grew up racing American tracks and, you know, we did well on Supercross, obviously. So I don't think that's like a, a huge factor. It is a factor, but I don't think it's like a be all end all factor. No, you get over that pretty quick. You I get over so. the track thing quick. You do. But I'm just saying the incentive to make that jump is huge. Because I've, 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 yeah. ta I've talked to some of the amateurs and it's just like, you hit this inflection point in your career, you know, whether you're 16, 17, 18, and it's like, okay, graduating high school. And, and you look at this very, you look at David Graff and Sylvan Andre and Nick Cuban, right? And then you're kind of saying, oh, and then I got to climb up that big hill, right? And I'm not making any money and I'm going to get probably dropped by, I don't know, alto wrecking or something and you know you're kind of thinking uh i don't know that that i kind of have fun like going to the pits and <laughs> and you know qualifying first or second round and kicking it until my quarter and you see what i'm saying like it's a, it, you know the incentive to to really you know take a piece out yeah. of that is whoo it's it's not there you know yeah and, and i can tell you when i was an amateur i saw it I mean, I, I saw it. It's like, okay, do these things, right? I, and then the sponsorship was there, and or, or at least the possibility of it was there. I saw it right at right in front of me. And so it was literally just like, okay, turn pro. Okay, boom, get in the mains. Okay. Like, it was just like, I don't want to say wait in line, but it was, I mean, those were the boxes that I checked. It was like, okay, turn pro. Okay, make those mains. Like, get in those mains. And then it was like, and then there the support was there. I mean, obviously, and obviously there's timing, this, that, and the other, but the point is I was in, I was properly incentivized, right? Like straight yeah. economic, um, economic theory. Like I was just properly incentivized to keep going. Um, and even when it was rough, um, there was still enough incentive to keep going. Whereas now it's a bit different, right? So, yeah. um, 
and, and you know, that's, and the, there was no program here. <laughs> there was no, no program. And, and, you know, candidly, a lot of the people who do well on the USA program have private trainers anyway. Yeah. So that funding, that funding doesn't, you don't get that funding until you've already kind of established yourself as a competitor. What do you think, P? I think I'm, I'm all over the map with all I'm these. I can, I can see Palm Dogs wheels turning. The amount of avenues we're going at, like at this, and the kinds <laughs> of different ones right now. I mean, if we're talking about yeah, security of having like being financially okay racing. I mean, I think the Europeans, the French guys, seem to have it pretty well with the sense of their track support them. Um, they're not worried about you know going year to year trying to find a team. Like I can say, like coming from myself, knowing you're on a team that backs you like for years at a time is a huge stress reliever. That helps you race well. Um, I always like, I think the one thing I've always looked back at at the US is there's always been that struggle of the top guys coming out of the amp, amateur ranks and getting into pros. Like, I always look at my class, like people like Rusty Nesvig, I look at, you know, Sean Gain, um, Colin Hudson, Hunter Pella. I'm like, a bunch of these top riders from the US who could have been that next thing that could have been developed into that next, you know, big rider person in the, in the main event in the final. They find other avenues, other things to do, other things in life that they'd rather do because there's not a there's not stability in our sport, and it's like there's they're spending money to go do their, their races and stuff. And I mean, like the U.S. is so big, if you're going national to national, you're spending a good amount of money to get there. If you're a top, twelve hundred a weekend. Yeah, if you're in mm-hmm. Europe, you don't have to spend as much money to go to the Euro rounds or your French cups. Like you're just driving there if you really want to, and you're spending a lot less money. So it's yeah. more financially. People are willing to do it. Um, Stay at the Ibis. Uh, yeah. the one. I mean, there's so many different avenues where you could say that one's better than the other. Um, I think well, there's, there's a lot like, of, there's a lot of you're, you're nailing. There's a lot of contributing factors. The other thing yeah. I think, um, and I, again, because I talk to parents too, it, it's more dangerous. Yeah. I mean, it's dangerous. Straight, straight, up, straight up. Like, you know, Terry's retired, you know? Like, yeah, if you want to be plain simple, like the danger for the money is ridiculous. Yeah, mm-hmm. and before it was like, all right, I'll just get in my knee. I'll, you know, maybe I'll come, you know, like the, the biggest thing was like a spleen or something, you know, that was like gnarly back then. But now it's like, dude, uh, no, thank you. I don't want to do that, you know? So yeah. it's, and, and that's a valid concern. Um, totally. Which, by the way, I raised that issue in 2005 or no, not five, six, six, seven, when that big hill was introduced. But anyways, I was just an old guy trying to hold on to my job, apparently. There, there is a thing so, I think that USA BMX is, like, I think the pros here, the whole series, like it's been, it's such it's a good series that the pros from Europe that are coming over are the ones you'd almost expect to see in the final at a Europe, uh, a World Cup anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, although no, the series like, here is good. Yeah, the yeah, series 100%, is good. Yeah. So it's like, although we're pointing out that we're not seeing much many U.S. guys in the final, I think it's like we're we're saying it like it was a warm up World Cup. It wasn't just a every yeah. everyday USA BMX event. It was a warm up yeah. World Cup. And I think to be fair to it's a really good point, James. I think to be fair too, it's like people are almost comparing the U.S. to like fucking everybody. Where it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're comparing people are comparing the US to like all of Europe and Australia and the whole world. It's like, okay, it's one country against everyone. So it's like, okay, you compared the US to Switzerland. 
or like U.S. to one. Yeah, country, but to be fair, you know? but to be fair, basketball. Yeah, I know the baseball. U.S. Is, is usually this like the the bar. Yeah, and by the way, and by the way, between Russia and 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 Canada, they're the standard in hockey. Totally. Right? Like, it's kind of unfair to say. Like, it's kind of unfair to compare everyone. Like, you can't, it's kind of unfair to compare the whole world and say, okay, the whole world versus the U. Like, it's one country. But the point is, like, Russia and Russia and Canada set the standard for hockey. That's why. Right. Mm -hmm. And what Kristoff is saying is, damn, guys, you invented the thing. Actually, technically, Canada was invented, or basketball was invented in Canada. But, um, (laughs) but my point is, like, that that's why it's like the industry the industry's here at least you know the a lot of it or what well i don't even know if the yeah. industry's here but but you know what i'm saying the industry's here the weather's yeah. here the you know the, the the population right the people totally. um so so he's just i think that's where he's coming from it from and okay even if it even if it was a world cup even if the race was in france even if it was in the Netherlands or Australia, it's like that, you know, I think what he's saying is where are the Americans? <laughs> like no matter where you go, he's kind of saying, where is the Americans? And that's kind of a, a fair question. Yeah. But then also like, if you look back at the big races, there's always been an, there's always been an American pretty much in every final or whatever. Like, you know, I think maybe, I mean, Connor and Corbin, clearly two superstars of the sport the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes there's also, like you said, there's just a gap in the next star. Yeah. Like, you know, like the U.S. has a but lot of big. really good pros. It's a right? pretty big gap. Yeah. I was going to say the U.S. has a lot of really good pros right now, but they don't have someone at that level. Right. Like they don't have like a next Connor or Corbin we know of at the moment. Right. Right. And and I but, think what you what Christoph was saying is there, you know, for many years, not just like you know, two or three for like the history of the sport, the bench was deep enough to where it was like, okay, okay. Yeah. Per- personnelists aren't going to be there. We got Romero yeah. and Richardson. Okay. Yeah, Romero yeah. and Richardson can't even go. We got Nelson and Mitchell and Miranda. And, like, and it just, you know what I mean? It just keeps going. Vagara yeah. for crying out loud. Yeah. Hayek. I think the other countries too have just, a lot of other countries too, and like a lot of other sports, like they just, it just catches up after a while. Like at the level, it gets pretty even across the board. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. To put it into, yeah, to put it into, I guess, you know, because I'm not blaming anything or anyone, but the bottom line is it comes down to, it seems like a lot of the riders are not properly incentivized to keep going at that level. Is the mm-hmm. bottom line for a multitude this, of reasons? Kind of see the same thing in Canada. Hey, Palm, like people get to like that junior, like beginning of elite uh, age too. And I, I see the same kind of thing happening. I think that's been happening for a long time for us. So it's never been like, it's never like yeah. we were there and now we're come back down. We've always been just struggling to have a few guys. And it is because of like, yeah, we just, we haven't had anybody keep us in the sport all the way through. Like younger guys all the way growing up, we don't have a big numbers. I think I just think honestly I think Europe's caught up. Yeah, I think so. Leader, I think they're just not a leader anymore. I think Europe's caught up. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, they surpassed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they've surpassed. So it's like we're, we're looking at an image from the past. I think that's the past. I think the future has been. It's like it's people from all over. France has dominated. Dutch have dominated. Now 
even Swiss as well. Like they've been dominating the past few years. So to me, it's like when when I saw the final, it wasn't a shock to me. I never thought of like no, but it's also like we. It wasn't a shock. I'm, I was say, I'm guilty of it too. We say like the Dutch are dominating, but are they really, or is it kind of just Neek? And like Twan's retired now, and so if Neek wasn't there, who's going to be the Dutch guy dominating? That's fair. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like it's kind like it's kind of just Neek. Well, I, mean, I don't want to say yeah. I, it's unfair to say. That. I no, shouldn't no, say no, just Neek. Yeah, I hear what you're those saying. other guys are those other guys are gnarly and they're good, but like take Neek out of the picture, is Dutch like a powerhouse? I I, I don't think so. I they had a good run, run though the between races. the yeah. Yeah. No, they had a good run, totally, but they're also going to work in cycles. Like, Tuan's retired. Neek yeah. is obviously young, but, like, if you took him out of the picture, like, well, they're kind of in the same spot as the U.S. Yeah. Definitely, if you look, like, recent, like, past year, I think the country that's leading the pack was Swiss. Switzerland was, I think. Based off, like, you want to look at numbers at the very tip of the, tip of the top. Not I'd depth, still go France. Like, I'd still go yeah. France because they had depth. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're right. France top. I'd go France. They had depth. But, kind of but as far as percentage <laughs> percentage of, of result versus amount of riders, yeah. Yeah, you're right, James. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Totally. Like, like so you really you really the, want to like cut through those numbers. Yeah. At the peak of the, the glacier Swiss. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so, like you take away you take away Sylvan, you got okay, Joris, Pills and Fucking Ren Carell, Mayu, Maye. It's, it's a joke. It's a it's yeah. a joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're I mean they're going to continue to dominate for many years. I think. Like that that oh, country. Clarité. Don't forget about Clarité. Exactly. Yeah. Like. Yeah. 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 So I, uh, you know. Go, Jerry. Yeah, anyways. Good. No, it's cool. I was gonna say I do want to like I got to give a shout out like one of the guys who I, I was gonna throw in as kind of one of those people that stood out to me was also. Uh, Cam Wood. I mean, his start on mm. the first day, mm. like his first straight, I watched that I got the angle was terrible. I watched that gate a handful of times because I, I thought he got out really clean, really quick. And it's like, if you want to talk about, you know, a next superstar, he's obviously is one of them already. Being in that world final last year, he is definitely one of them. So, yeah. with the few they have yeah. now, it's like he's, he's one of the ones to watch for sure. Yeah, and I think he's still getting better and better. Um, I, I, I would agree for sure. Yeah. Um, talk about the women's side of this weekend's racing. Yeah, we can get into that. That was a lot. To By take the way, on. this this discussion <laughs> that was <laughs> that was just fantastic. Okay, well, <laughs> thanks, Christoph. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. As soon as I saw Christoph's the... post, I was like, "This is unbelievable content." Yo, when, so not only did Christoph say something, but that even Gary Ellis got in on a few comments. So you know, that's like, because that's some heavy hitting. That's that some OG chord with people. That's some OG shit right there. That struck a chord. I yeah. have a question actually. So mm. see, I'm not familiar with the the whole racing back in those days. I'm really not, unfortunately. I'm a YouTube guy. Like I watch old videos. That's all I got to see. <laughs> How many euros were really coming over for those races then? Um, not many. But you know, so so back in the day, you had like Eric Minozzi, Xavier Redois. You had a few some English guys. We're up top going way back, like '80s. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the 90s, there was a pretty good run of people. I mean, Florent Boot, um, Allier, Christophe. And Dale? then sometimes they'd, they'd come with some friends. Fabrice spent some time over here. Or Dale. Um, Prosper. And then, oh. yeah, you know, on the Eng- English side, yeah, Dale and Neil. Um, 
the Murrays, I mean, one was a dirt jumper, but Martin, you know, he raced quite a bit. Um, Marco would come over. So there was a bunch of, you know, Jamie um, staff um, leave, leave Denmark. He's Denmark. Leave in um, Levi or Mark. Um, so there has been, and then the Australians, you know, they've been coming since the eighties too. I mean, Howie came over and did well. Wade came over, Warwick, um, John Smart, Travis Turrison. <laughs> so it's not like, it's not like people didn't like come over and exercise the dream. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, it's, that's not the case. Um, so the, yeah, there was, there was, there was a bunch, but I think, you know, like I said, I think, I think more people who didn't have the opportunity got the opportunity and the people who, um, kind of had the opportunity had to have to create more opportunity and that's us in the U S yeah fair yeah I like so it. women lots to take in let's get to the women <laughs> oh I just I love I love a good topic yeah hot topic Laura Smolders and Lauren so. Reynolds yep um good women's racing on the weekend like that's a dumb that's a dumb broad term, but like yeah. it was exciting and obviously like I was really invested being Molly's coach and her really pulling, so that was really exciting. But I thought like overall like the women's class was cool to watch. It was a good battle I felt like between one of the up and coming rookies and and a just veteran of the, of all racing. I mean Laura hasn't raced a ton on the USA circuit, um, so it was really cool to see her step in there. It would have been cool if. You know, Elise was there too because that's always been you know the battle we kind of wanted to see, but she was flying. Uh, Laura was. I mean, it was cool then to see Molly flying right there and giving her a run. Mm-hmm. And then I thought there was a huge excitement in that pack behind where Lazabear was getting out good a few times, but also she was having to mix it up and you know make some moves around the track and just do Lazabear thing. So it was really fun to watch. Yeah, I think um, Laura's really impressive because like if you watch her, she everything's just easy speed like. She never looks flustered. Everything she does, like all her movements are really controlled. It looks like she's not trying very hard and other people That's are trying Dutch really BMX hard. That's Dutch BMX 101, man. Yeah. Like They're just drives... like, okay, this is page five. I know what to do now. Yeah. Oh, this is rule number 15. Let's do that. That's, I mean, they're yeah. so clinical when it comes to racing. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. You said yeah. it with Neek. You see it in Laura. I mean, every, every, all of them. I mean, they're, they're just they're they're about as fundamentally sound not from a bike riding standpoint but from like a racecraft standpoint as it gets yeah. um, they're both but it's it is just so yeah they make it look like it's they're not even trying that hard yeah yeah looks really controlled um and yeah i was really proud of molly too honestly like we've worked a lot on her starts recently and she's put in a lot of work this off season like with the national team and adam too with you guys and um it's really cool to watch her put a really good weekend together and ride really consistent and, and just battle up front with Laura. That was really exciting to watch. It really TNT was. training. TNT training. <laughs> Absolutely, baby. <laughs> um, but no, like I loved watching a battle like that. And what I think is really cool too, like you look at the ages of the class, like Molly's really young. Um, Laura's 28. I don't know if she's 29 yet this year, but uh, no, she, actually no, her birthday is in October, I think. So yeah, she's 28. But Lauren's 30. Like, you have two kind of veterans of the class who are still 
obviously the top of the class and you have a young rider like Molly. And it's cool just to see like the, it's cool to see the generations come together. Cause obviously yeah. there was a time when Molly was young watching, watching Laura and Lauren at the Olympics. And now she's with them. Like that's cool. It's true. Yep. I was rewatching the first final of the Supercross Hill where uh, Lauren got a little, little crook off the start and hinged a couple ladies down the hill and then two of them ate shit at the bottom. Love to see it. Don't you just love those accidental cutoffs? Oh my <laughs> God, that was gnarly. <laughs> oh, uh, Lauren's solid. Out there. Lauren's solid. I mean, like, she's at the races. She just goes out and rides and you know she's going to be there. All the time, hey? Every time. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how fast she's off the start, she races. Races hard, finds place to... She's a great racer. Yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, at the Olympics, when I saw lane choices, and I saw... I actually was thinking, she might just pull yeah. this one out, given, like, you know, the fact that she will send it, that she will go for the move in the corner. She's she's good like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Like, when, do you, when do you ever really see her make a mistake? Like, not, not often. often. No. Not around the track no. at all, no. Like she's really good at maximizing what she what she's got at the, on the race day. Like even if she doesn't have her best stuff, if she does have her best stuff, whatever. Like she maximizes herself, and that's all you can ask. Like mm-hmm. as a rider, that's all you're trying to do. True. Well, she's there to race. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, it did kind of feel like we were missing a couple. I mean, Elise wasn't there still, which is too bad. Like she's just a yeah. on the circuit. Mariana was, was racing somewhere else. Yeah, it was too bad we didn't see her there because I thought so. She I talked in there. I talked to Vinny recently and he said they were coming to Houston. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You get, you get caught in these little things where, you know, you hear something, even though you talk to them, then you don't hear that. I mean, Mariana's, bad luck. Mariana's got, she's got superstar stuff to do. So she's, yeah, she's got, she's, got, things out of mind, <laughs> she's yeah. got, she lives a different life than we do. So, yeah. Uh, I thought it was tough to say I didn't get the race. I was, I was bummed for that because she would have yeah. been out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I read her whole post though. And I, really respected that she was very honest about you know how she was feeling and why she didn't race and i respected that i thought that was big of her to do so it was too bad we didn't get to see her but i mean it's a good thing we got rock hill coming up already right so i i saw her post and i i read it then i got caught up doing something else so i didn't finish reading it so she basically just didn't feel ready or what was the i think yeah something to do with um i, I know she had an issue with her back coming in like into the race like she before she flew to the u.s um mm-hmm. so i don't think she was feeling 100 percent and she basically kind of, which I think she wrote, I don't want to read the whole thing, but she didn't want to just go in and try to compete, you know, not being 100% because, you know, the sport is so tough that, and it is dangerous that if you're not 100% into it and committed, that that's when you start to make mistakes because you're backing off or doing something that you wouldn't do out of instinct. And um, she wasn't going to be silly and put herself in that risk. And if she wasn't going to race 100%, she wasn't going to do it. But then she also reflected on how cool it was to, you know, sit in the stands hear all the people cheering and, you know, watching their favorite pros and rooting for somebody to win the, the lap and whatnot. And it got her inspired to, you know, be, want to be out there more and more. So all around, like, it was just like, it was a very positive post to me. I really liked that. Like a very big negative, not being able to race, turned it into a huge positive. No, that's good. In my eyes. Well, yeah. transparency is always nice, right? Big time. Big time. Yeah. Speaking of Rock Hill, what's going on with the second jump? What is that? Just curious. <laughs> Palm. I, I haven't ridden the track yet. I'm here in Rock Hill right uh, now. I'm riding tomorrow. Haven't got to ride it. I've watched many videos of it. I don't know what to tell you. What What are we doing out here? What are we doing? I, making, I, a, I, a tabletop so, so, down the first straight. Are you kidding me? I well, I 
<laughs> I actually want to ride that track. Like of all the supercross tracks, like that's the one I would, I would pick to race. Um, and that's probably not saying much about supercross, but I just, I saw a video of Cole, uh, rock and roll Cole Tizar. And he just goes like a million miles an hour down the first straightaway. And then the second jump is like this roller, but it's kind of a double, but it's kind of tabletop, but like, it just seems like it's just this blob of a thing. And he, he kind of like hits it with both wheels. and Oh my God. It. What a joke of a second jump that is. <laughs> I don't I know like it. what the, what anyways, the, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Seriously, I, I don't know how oh, I haven't seen yeah. this. What the fuck is that? What are we doing? What are we doing? What's the point of having a supercross still if that's the jump? I don't get it. That's not a jump. Did you think you're, they, they thought their straight wasn't long enough for three jumps anymore? So they're like, we'll just throw these speed bumps and throw some dirt over them and say, here you go. But yo, you're booking when you hit that. Like, you're booking. Like, that might be the most dangerous jump on the track. <laughs> I see yeah. what you mean, dude. Jay, he kind of like, he kind of like just, it looks like he just blows through it. Right. It's like, oh, I forgot it's there. Uh, I got to keep going. I know. What is, yeah. what was wrong with the setup they had before? Like, there's no, like, I understand, like, change the, change the first straight, but like, like the three jump first straight was cool. I thought it wasn't dangerous by any means. That jump was no, mellow as hell. Was, I thought it was actually a good racetrack. Yeah. It was, it was like the track. first, yeah. the second jump was so mellow. I mean, it's like super round. You could sprint off. Like it was fine. Yeah. It's just a weird jump, is all. That's I don't weird. know. All right, James, we're looking forward to the Instagram post tomorrow in the first straight. I want to yeah, see let's a side. See, let's I want to see a let's see that side view slow mo. Yeah, a side view slow mo of the table <laughs> roller thing. I got a tripod set up. Get slow mo action, just full speed. I want to see. Uh, see I want to see a Steve Veltman bump jump over that second jump. Now we're talking. Yeah, that's that's uh, we could do that. I mean, you could call Eddie in if you want. You know, the style points. We could do call that. Eddie in for that one. <laughs> That jump looks so small. I think you could you could probably pull pedal bump jump it. I don't know. It actually looks small enough to really, really mess somebody. <laughs> like, like that jump is that jump is looks very much in the way. Like that jump's going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Which hey, never know. Maybe that'll make things interesting for the race time. Um, but I just thought it was funny. We got anything else for the quick shots, James? Um. Uh, well, I'm, I was checking. Let me check my little points here. Um, I'll throw in there. I was I was surprised to see George do the B main. Um, happily surprised. I mean, I think he understands his money on the line, so he'll do it. But you know, just somebody you you know he's normally up for a win in the in the in the main event. So it's to see him ride that. I just he would be a guy. I would be like, yeah, why would Doris do it? Kind of thing. Like he's not worried about that. But he was getting his reps in, got his money because he was in it. So yeah, I thought that was I throw that in there. That was a good no, that's a respectful thing to do. Show up for. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it is a B main, right? I mean, it is yeah. like. I think if you're you know, if you're a true pro and you're representing sponsors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you do you, it. You should show up. Yeah, it's another yeah. opportunity to get on the track. Yeah. Uh, but no, that was about it. So we can hop into the uh, into the quick shots, T. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> Race Dwayne four hundred six. What is the first step to getting our facilities, tracks, and riders to be competitive with Europe? <laughs> Um, uh, press rewind. I think you just need to, you just need to, I mean, you just need to build more technical, better tracks. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Or go to them. Yeah. You know, the other thing too, is the rider really, at the end of the day, the, it, it's gotta be what the rider wants, right? Like, yeah, 
you know, you just, it, it has to be in you enough to just step up anyway, even if you don't have the resources and just make it happen. Right. Like whether you're, whether you do a European tour and couch surf it and try to ride harder tracks or you build something stupid at your house or whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, it is your responsibility to get better. Yeah. Yeah. True. Sure. Uh, from Laura Smolders gotta say this one just because uh terry's bold predictions are not bold but soft soft mm. how are they soft man i'm getting called out here <laughs> oh, let, let him hear it baby let him hear it because you're not <laughs> saying because you're not saying anything you're not saying like you know i don't Wait, know what do you want me to say yeah you're not saying uh nick you're not saying nick long's gonna come back and race elite and triple that's bold so you know laura I mean? wants me laura wants me to be sad you're saying you're saying it. yeah i think a dutch person is going to be top three so laura like, wants me to be savage by the sounds of it she, yeah i yeah. think she does I mean, but, but you know there's bold savage. and then there's stupid like you do watch the sport like what are you going to say you're just going to make something up to be Oh, he can be ruthless. There are things to be ruthless. You know, there's just there's just a tough crowd these days. There's a tough yeah. crowd out there. You know, it's tough. It's tough to keep everyone happy. You know, that's social media. Though. Everybody's got. Everybody can um, say something. Getting getting trolled by Laura. Tough crowd. <laughs> tough crowd. Um, from Dan Raybold, thirty-four. Who was the biggest surprise over the weekend, and who's biggest surprise for this season? Um, I don't know if I was like overly surprised by anyone. To be honest, I think it was. Pretty, I would say. I would say McLean. And here's why, because McLean, he's Australian, but he's been very much a USA BMX pro from a racing standpoint. And this was a very international, this was a world cup field and he held his own. You were surprised in that field. By that. Well, I wasn't surprised by that. I think it was just like really good to see, like he okay. stepped up yeah. and was like, he's like, yeah, it's like I'm racing and these are the people yeah. we're racing and I'm still going to show up and get in the main and be consistent. Yeah. Yeah, fair point. Yeah. I feel like we've been, yeah, because we have been missing him on the World Cup tour the past. Yeah, he hasn't been on the World Cup. Been racing here and soon. and jump to manual, jump to manual on the pro set. How about that? Yeah, that was cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys are rough, man. That was cool too. I was like, that was in the race. That was I'm not never been a big jump shit. manual fan. I'm like, <laughs> I, am a, I am a jump manual guy, but I'm the opposite where it's like, like it's one of those things you can see they just they get thrown out at random times, and I think it's yeah, sick. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I would have only... never done that during a race, but it was dope to see. So it was it was dope. Yeah, those are the only times I I never like plan. Okay, I'm going to jump manual something, but I did it so many times. Just no, no, over, it, it kind of does just happen. Like oh, it does totally. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It totally happens. Yeah, <laughs> and you just do it perfect without even practicing your right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah um, um, from it bleeds pixels. What a name. How good was it to see passing the entire junior 23 class should just move to elite the entire under 23 class. Uh, no, they shouldn't move to elite. Keep it you 23. I think. I, I still don't know how I feel about the U23 class. Meaning I'm still not. Yeah. Well, I don't, not, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I agree. I feel like seven, I feel like junior was a clear, like, okay, this is the line, but U23 it's like, well, can't you be an elite at 19? So it kind of like, caused a weird reshuffle in my brain i guess the u23 is just trying to bridge the gap like go junior and then u23 and then elite so it's, it's trying to make like a step you've got to be kidding me 
Lots of all the other UCI events. You see, so, so that's another reason why we probably haven't stepped up the way we should. There's like all the, like at some point, eat the meal, man. Like stop, stop flipping the freaking burger, pull it <laughs> off the grill and take a bite. It's cooked. Let's go. I counterpoint to that, okay? These top U.S. guys that, you know, stepped up to an elite and started getting beat a little bit and then dropped out, That you know, that's what I, for an image of these older guys. If there was U23, would they keep going longer? Would they kind of learn how to get faster, develop a little more, and then move up into lead and be winning in a league? I can't relate. I can't relate. I can't, I can't relate. I, mean, I never had U23 either, but that's why it's an idea. I can't relate. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't relate. Me and Danny Nelson made the we, – we, we went to the Worlds, made our mains at 18 and 19. So you're talking, you're talking junior too? No. We raced freaking everybody, everybody, man. Okay, so back to my point here. So I'm just throwing this out there, seeing what you guys think. Instead of you know, block shutting it down, what do you? No, think? I like a pro. Reason? So, so, so I, I do like a pro. I do think it's nice yeah. to have a stepping stone of like, okay, this is beginner pro, and now yeah. I've made a certain amount of money or I've placed a certain place. Now I can graduate into the big leagues, like like baseball, right? Triple mm -hmm. A, major league. Um, I think the weird part about U23, and I don't fully understand it is um is that if there's there sounds like there's junior and u23 so now i'm like even more confused but like if you have all these stepping stones no one's going to step up to race because what will happen is eventually elite won't have anyone in it you know that's so, not going to happen so, though because most people i shouldn't say anyone but it, yeah, i yeah. well you know what i trust me dude i've been there like what I, i've been there when when double a pro back before it was elite there was only like it was it was pretty sparse, you know, because everything's cyclical. So you'll be surprised. Um, it's hard to keep up with this stuff. I'm not saying there's a better plan. I just I just think that it's confusing to me is all. So it's my problem, not anyone else. Did <laughs> fair, fair. Um, your question or mine, James? Uh, I'll go. Right. From uh, Drew Oslovin. I'm getting that wrong for sure. Uh, best slash favorite race. So what was your best slash favorite race of the weekend? Uh, I think the men, I think the elite men on Saturday was really good. Yeah. Fair answer. That's probably yeah. I was going to go for. I was going to go with the elite women on uh, Saturday. Watching the slice, like watching Lauren slice and dice them out of the first turn. It was just one turn, but I like B that. finals for me. <laughs> Joris winning the B final. Yeah. <laughs> um, from Jeff Hoffling, what do you what do you boys think of Mexican food? I mean, I love it. I really do. <laughs> I think it's great. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, can't go wrong with it. No. It's a staple. James, I'm looking up. I'm now going through the comments. Let's, I'll go Sebas four hundred four. Just curious if anyone is still doubting Keeman at this point. Like, just curious if anyone is still doubting Keeman's the goat at this point. I mean, that's hard because there's a lot of no. Uh, you know, it's yeah, not that it's like doubting he's the goat. He's just he's just too in it and too young to be there yet. Like it's well, probably going to happen. There's a lot of guys in each generation that could be considered the goat. Like Neek right. recently is the best. Yes, but like if you look over time, there's lots of guys that were kind yeah, of there's level, this so. there's this one guy. He's really good. He's from Latvia. Um, <laughs> I heard kids, kids these days that I've never heard of him. It was too long. I heard he's won ago. every single title that there ever was to win in the sport at a pro level. I, I heard of, I, well, 
Yeah, he's. I mean, he Maris was definitely statistically above average for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and then there's this other guy named Sam. They're. I mean, about definitely Sam. above average. Definitely yeah. above average. Yeah, I think. Yeah, how many wins did he have? Yeah, he had a couple. Yeah. Okay, now this question isn't in the quick shots, but based off what we're seeing so far with the, so many people in the field kind of mixing it up, how many people do you think we're going to see going to grants with the shot of the title? Are we going to see more than three? I was thinking that. I was thinking that in both classes, there's going to be, there's going to be multiple in men and women, both. Like I, I can count a good five or six on my hand just off this one weekend. And like just thinking yes. how it might go and who's, who's after the title. I'm but gonna go with four. There's gonna be men. the thing is though. There's gonna be I'm gonna go established with three for women. There's gonna be a, an established peck. Like the first race is always a bit chaotic. Like and then after yeah. there seems to be a bit of a pecking order that comes. And so I think someone like Sylvan's gonna get a shit ton of seconds and thirds. But he might he and he might win a couple. But you need you need to win a lot like to actually be up for the title. So I don't think there's a lot of riders that can like really win multiple. I mean yeah you do like you I mean you do. You can count like a bunch of seconds, but you have to. to like, yeah, really if you're going win, up you... against somebody who's got like six wins or something. Like that, yeah, yeah, right, you need to right. you need to win. Yeah. But I think there's going to be like I think women there's going to be um, three women, four men, three that's or my call. I think that's my bold prediction. T. I think what I think got? four. And, I think four and both. All right. I think four and both. Who? Be bold. <laughs> I'll, I'll be bold. I think I think Joris. I think uh, Simon Neek. If Sylvan does it, Sylvan, McLean, Isaac. I'm going six in the guys. I don't see Isaac yeah. winning a lot, so I don't think he'll be up for the title. Like, I think in men, I think Neek. I don't know if Simon will do a lot of the race in the U.S. I don't yeah. know, but I'll go. I see go Joris. I see Neek. I see Corbin coming around. Yeah. Yeah, and then I would say Sylvan. Dark horse. Mm-hmm. Like mathematical, you know? Yeah. And then women, I see, I see Elise, Laura, Felicia. I see, wow. um, yeah, I, that's my, yeah, I see Elise, Laura, Felicia, and Molly for four in the women, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm so, this is, this is, you know, this is going to be just the best series ever. It really is. Jason, what's your Netflix show right now? Do you have one? No, I'm done. I'm oh. out of shows. I've run out of things. Money heist. Money oh, I saw heist. it. I saw it. We watched it already. It's so good. So good. It's James so is good. shaking his head right now. No, we, my wife just, and I, we would, when we would say the same. It, we wouldn't even call it money heist. We would call it um, um, explosivos plásticos. <laughs> <laughs> we would just look uh, at each other and be like, explosivos plásticos? <laughs> that is such a good series. Such a it's good such series. a good show. I know. Um, but Jay Rich, thanks for joining us, man. That was a fun show. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh, I love chatting. Wait, wait. I gotta do promo. I gotta do promo. Lay it out there. Lay it out. I w- I was actually gonna bring that up earlier, but yeah, your your book, More Better Happier. I saw you sent me a copy. I appreciate it. When I'm back in San Diego, I'm gonna start reading it. Yeah, because it cost me like nine thousand dollars to send it to Canada. But um. Yeah. I do. Uh. Yes. So More Better Happier is out. Awesome. Well. It's it's available. It'll when this when does this episode drop? Tomorrow, probably. Tomorrow Wednesday. Okay, March eighth. It's up for pre-order. So awesome. How long did it take? 
how long did it take you to write it? Um, it took me a, well, once I actually got moving, not long, but it, it was in me for about three and a half years. Oh, but, awesome. um, but this one really is, cool. this one isn't like, you know, well, actually you could use this and totally learn how to like get your stuff ready to go race better, at least plot it out. But this one, yeah, this might go into some, some heavier things more cool. like awesome. life, life awesome. stuff. Yeah, yeah, I look forward to reading it. I appreciate you sending yeah. me a copy. So by the time this is out, it will be up for pre-order then. Yeah. yeah. Where can they? Where can people buy it? Amazon. Doctor. Oh, I was gonna say drjasonrichardson.com. Oh, that's even easier. Yeah, drjasonrichardson.com. Drjasonrichardson.com. Follow me on Instagram at real dr j rich. That's a at r e a l e r j r i c. Love it. Uh, Love it. Thanks, Jay. Thank you. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. Peace. Yep. See you guys. Yeah, well, what's this friggin' podcast all about? I don't get it, man. Coffee chatter? Get off my back, guys. <laughs> you have to be fast in the truck. I hate that guy. <laughs>